And let it. You're with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for Supercoach this year. Unfortunately, there is no Nathan from Supercoach Guns today. We did re record um, our Hookers podcast, but there was too many audio issues, so I'm going alone. I'll link back up with Nathan for our front row, second row forward positional analysis, and I'll cover the hookers uh, as a solo. Don't worry. I'm an old hand at solo podcast, and I'm sure I'll be perfectly fine. And we did go over our teams to start the podcast, and I'll just let you know that Nathan had Siasifa Telekai in his team, which I just could... Oh. Are you for real? I am for real. He's lucky that he's not on this podcast because I teased him out of it and he live traded and got rid of Talakai. Talakai was an absolute myth last year. He was good for five games and it looked, oh, well, you know, he's good for a few games enough. And from, from a super coach point of view, it was a good investment. You could have bought, bought him low, sold him when he um, made all that money. And then he, when he sort of pitted out as the season went on, if you didn't own him, it was a better thing than owning him. I think I got stuck with him, but you do not start with him this year. It's They've got a hard draw to start the year. Yeah, it probably looks like Teague Wilton was start and it's not Wade Graham, which a lot of super coaches think that that's probably um, where the problems were for Talakai that he's glue hands the old way Graham but oh, they're a much better option I'd rather Toto uh, who's at the same price you do not start with Talakai and I'm sure that Nathan's changed that already but we'll hopefully link back up again for our next one but today it's going to be hookers uh, we want to have a look at it in sort of um, price points there's some premium hookers and a lot of people will have a premium hooker and a midi they'll go a premium and a cheapie some people might go two midis there's lots of different ways that you can play hooker um, Supercoach every year sort of dictates to you I guess where the value is um, there are some value picks that you can pick in hooker this year um, there's a number enough number of different strategies that you can try in the hooker position um, I'll kick off the show and I'll give you a little bit of a heads up on my team where it stands at the moment um, uh, in the hooker position I've got Harry Grant we're going to be covering him today um, I have got the strategy of a gun and a midi um, my midi is Brandon Smith I think that um, Brandon Smith has a career PPM uh, over one and I think he's going to get 65 minutes in that um, Chooks team at least well maybe 60 minutes so that's probably 60 points he's, he's quite a bit undervalued I think you can um, safely play him on a stretch as well um, if you don't have Harry Grant you, know, you can safely play him um, you may not choose to play the cheese every week if you don't want to on certain matchups but I'm sure you could if you had to um, that's my hooker position in the front row I am not spending big I know there's a few great options and we'll cover that in the front row um, podcast we do lose one of the big guns there from front row in IPAP um, you could probably go a Tino you could go a Tuppany you could go a Ruben Cotter but I just think um, you know those guys might score 65 uh, or you know anyway 65 70 and if you can get a, a midi who's going to score you 65 or 60 to 65 for hundreds of thousands cheaper that's the place where I'd like to save so I've gone Tom Gilbert in the front row and Dan Safidi on the bench I've got Jack Hetherington and Ben Murdoch Masilla um, look Murdoch Masilla is probably just a placeholder at the moment and as it stands he's the only St. George Illawarra player that I have um, and that's handy in, um, you know for a loop purpose because we do have a team on the buy every week 
So I don't think you go into this year with nuffs with a buy every week. I think that's too risky a strategy. Um, so I've got uh, obviously someone that I can play in week two, but he, he's obviously my loop option in round one because I've haven't got Tyrell Sloan in my team at this current point. So um, Ben Murdoch Masilla is my second benchy. Um, on the second row, uh, Angus Crichton, Dave Fafita, Luke Gunner. Um, it's sort of two and a half, isn't it? Two guns. I think that Dave Fafita and Crichton are in that category. Um, look, <clears throat> there's some value in the second row this year, I think, for sure. You know, I mentioned one there for the Sharks in Teague Wilton, I think, will get the start. Um, there's good mail that there's a chance of a Loyero and uh, an Alicia Katoa for the Melbourne Storm. You've got Nia Kore over there at the Warriors. If you want to spend a couple of dollars more, you've got Adam Elliott in there at the Knights. All really good value players. Hopgood is an absolute steal. He's a cheapie um, that you can have who's starting, uh, looks like, for the Parramatta Eels. There's lots of value you can have. Um, but for me, I've tried to get a, a nice spread. I think more than any other year in Supercoach with a team on the buy every week, um, there's going to be, I mean, I've got three chooks in my team. So when the chooks are on a, a buy, I'm going to lose Tedesco, I'm going to lose Angus Crichton, I'm going to lose um, Brandon Smith. So that's three players from my team. No, I'm not um, going to go four. I think three is probably the maximum I want to go, particularly with um, two of those being guns. Um, but we're going to be faced with that this year. So you're going to have to rely on players um, you know, to get you the points elsewhere. So I've tried to spread the wealth a little bit in my team in a sort of dead position like front row. I can I feel like I'm safe enough to go people like Tom Gilbert, um, Dan Safidi. In the second row, I'm going to anchor it with Dan, uh, Angus Crichton and Fafita. Garner's going to be my third. On the bench, I've got Jermaine Hopgood. We mentioned him. Looks to be starting lock for the Parramatta Eels. Trey Mooney, I think he's a good chance to jag a bench spot. Um, he's a ball playing 13, so I've got a, a feeling in my bones that he um, could warm into that 13 role. He's a ball player, and I don't think that Horsburgh or um, Corey Helwera-Naira, I don't think that Emre Gula, they may start there in the 13, but I think that there's every chance as the season goes on, and if he warms into first grade, that Trey Mooney could just take that 13 um, jumper for that uh, Canberra Raiders. I'm a Canberra Raiders fan. Um, Justin Matamua, I've got on my uh, third benchy. Um, look, he is one of the ones that is trading in the 13, much like my uh, thinking process with Mooney. Um, he might start off the bench. That's probably every likelihood. They might go with Joe O um, to start in the 13. Um, Twal can play 13. You know, we don't exactly know how it's going to lie, but I think he's a real talented footballer, Matamua. Uh, and we, we have got mail that he is training there in the preseason. Obviously, Mooney and Matamua, they're all sort of subject to change. If we get somebody that comes from the clouds that looks like a great start, like I said, Luero is in the 300s for price point. Um, we may just jag away from those options if there's something that presents better, but that's how I'm going to base the team at the moment. Um, I think that's four very playable ones I have and a couple there um, which will be slow burns in Mooney and Matamua. In my halves, I've got Nathan Cleary and Tanner Boyd. Yes, I do not have Nico Hines. Are you for real? Yes, Ado, I am for real. Um, look, I just reckon um, Tanner Boyd looks to be getting the seven 
um, start for the uh, Gold Coast Titans. He kicks goals. He's seriously underpriced because he was a bench utility last year. I see him averaging 60-plus this year. Uh, and at 300 and uh, whatever he is, 384K, I think that he he's such value. Um, I see him he, as possibly the, the, the value pick of the year. I reckon he's the one that could um, make you a good deal of money. I think he's probably easily... Um, 20 points unders. Um, so I like him, and I, I feel like I'm obliged to get him in there somewhere. Obviously, he's dual, so you can put him in hooker. Um, so I could go Harry Grant and Tanner Boyd um, and then go Heinz Cleary in the halves. I just think... Um, Cleary has a hard, uh, sorry, uh, Hines has a hard draw against teams that he hasn't really averaged terribly good against, well against, um, and I, I think he's a prob- probably a chance of maybe losing 100k in, in a short space of time, uh, and I feel like Supercoach sometimes leads you in a direction of where you can uh, find some value, so... Um, my reserve for hooker is Brandon Smith. I think there's some value there. I think he's underpriced on what he's going to do. Uh, and I think that, you know, in that halfback position, um, you know, Nico is, you know, he, he stands to lose money, but he's going to definitely average more than um, Boyd. And let's not let's not pretend that it's not something that could hurt you. Um you know, Nico Hines has got the big hundreds in him. He's an accumulator. Uh, it's a it's a risk to not go um, that Cleary Hines, uh, you know, pairing in your halves. Uh, but I'm just going to go for the value this year and try to spread my wealth a little bit because it takes up so much of your cap with Cleary at 841,000 and uh, Hines over 900k. Um, the, I, someone sent my team sent their team to me saying, you're mad for not going with Hines. They had Garner as their main second row forward and they had all cheapies in their centre wing. Now, that that's worked in the past where you can go all cheapies in the centre wing. We probably will get some good... Well, get some cheapies. I don't know if they're all good. But, um, you know, I just have less faith that we'll get as many cheapies as everyone thinks we will. And some of them have, have got such terrible base, like the Hammer and Sloan and stuff. Um, you're going to see a lot of 20s and 25s out of them. Uh, and in a season where you're going to have to have teams on buys, how confident are you to play these guys as well? Um, so I'm just trying to spread the wealth a little bit. And the balance of my team works with Boyd there. Um, and I'm going to skip Hines to start the year. Uh, in my 5'8 position, I've got Adam Dewey. Uh, yes, it could be Burton. Yes, it could be Dewey. Yes, it could be Munster, Dillbags. Uh, I think Dewey um, is an accumulator. I think he's a good player. I think the West Tigers are a team on the build. I think he'll strike up a good um, partnership with his second row. Um, I think it's going to be IPAP on his um, side. Um, Bateman's no bloody mug either. Um, so I think that it's a good year for Dewey. I think he's going to goal kick. He's in my team. Um, Josh Schuster, value. So um, Schuster, Boyd, and and uh, Brandon Smith are value picks. I've got um, three guns, haven't I, in there in my halves and hooker competition. And, th- well, three and a half if we count uh, Brandon Smith. Um, into the um, center wingers, I've gone Val Holmes. I just couldn't bring myself to not have a slice of the Cowboys' early draw. They hardly leave Queensland. They're playing um, teams that are not um, too hard to um, verse. Uh, and Val Holmes, uh, he, you know, he's a goal-kicking um, center who came on in leaps and bounds last year. He's the treat. Um, I've gone through my team this year um, at 724000 I do like Brian Tortwell. He's the only other one I'd go as a premium, I think. I'm not really interested in me or any of them. Um, I've spent up big uh, on Val Holmes. Well, I mean, look, if I went down to a 
you know, the Hammer, for instance, like a lot of other teams have gone, I could probably afford um, Heinz, which are like Heinz and Hammer or Tanner Boyd and Val Holmes. Well, I guess I've chosen Tanner Boyd and Val Holmes at this point. Um, Hayes Perham, I've got in there at 370000 I think it's going to be a resurgent dogs this year. Um, comes with big wraps on him, um, Hayes Perham, uh, and it looks like he's going to get the nod to start the year. I like the look of him um, as a super coach prospect more than I like um, the Hammer or Tyrell Sloan, those type of ones. So I've gone with Hayes Perham at this time. Isaac Thompson, I've gone in my center wingers. Uh, I reckon he was probably going to get the, the role on uh, merit. I, I'm tipping that he was going to get the role on merit. And I don't think that Milne will take the role back um, when he gets off his suspension. I'm going to go and take a punt on um, him to start the year. Um, and I think he looks the, a good footballer. So I'm going to go and put him in there. I like the feel of him more than um, I do the hammer with a low base and Sloan with a low base. I like him in that South team. Now let's um, take a look at their draw. It is the Dolphins in round one, which he could um, be a very solid play. There's no um, chance of him missing out, really, because there's Milne on the suspension. You'll get him for that game. Um, in round two, he moves on to a hard game against uh, the Penrith Panthers, um, which is not going to be easy. That's going to be the Targo side. May won't be there. I think he's still suspended, but it's still not an easy matchup over there with um, that edge, which is pretty good defensively. Uh, and then they move on to the Roosters, and he'll be up against... Um, the Giraffe and Suwali, which is not an easy matchup either. So I, I think he'll be a good player. I think he's one of the better ones um, in that 300 price point, and I've gone with him at this point. Um, Chance Nickel Clockstar. Look, he's 327,000. A lot of people don't like the pick. They're like, oh, what has he ever done in Supercoach? Well, he's going to play in the fullback position. Um, he has been played by injuries the last couple of years. I think he's over all of those things. Think back to 2019 um, and even, you know, 20. He was good for the Raiders. I think he'll average 40 plus. Uh, and hopefully he just sort of fattens up and, and you can move him on to someone else. Um, there's people in there that are playing Sloan. You know, they're playing um, the Hammer. I just feel good about Val Holmes, Hayes Perham, Isaac Thompson, Chance, Nickel, Clockstar. I think that those are ones that I think will all get 40 minimums. You know, I think <laughs> that I'm hoping. Um, on the bench, this is where I'm a little different to other people. I see Alamotti in there. I see, um, oh, who's the Parramatta one? Um He's Dunster, um, and I just don't think Alamotti is going to get the gig in round one. If he does, I'll make changes and get him in because he's only 200,000, uh, and I think um, Par uh, Dunster's 234, um, but I, I've got, you know, I think that they're not going to make the teams in round one. So in that case, people are going to have enough. I don't think so. I think you start higher, um, and if one of those guys does happen to jag the spot, I can work down. It's going to be harder to work up from Alamotti to an actual playing one. Even if you go to Sloan, you're going to need another 90,000. So um, Remus Smith, I don't know if he's going to be there to start the year. Uh, would I change to someone else? I've got a little bit in the bank. Um, I could get to the hammer if I wanted to. I'll have to keep my ear to the floor because I think he is in doubt for starting the year from what I remember anyway. Uh, but if he's going to be round one or, or two, if he's going to be around uh, early rounds, 
Uh, I think he's probably a 40-plus average, um, and he's in a good team. So I've got him instead of someone like Tyrell Sloan, who can get you an under 10, I reckon. Um, Remus, I think, will get you 30s to 40s at least. Um, Tommy Talau, the whisper is huge on Tommy Talau and says he's going to get the run in that team. I haven't even – I've done my team uh, preview of the Tigers, and I didn't have Tommy Talau starting in there. Um, but they he's one of the ones fighting for it anyway. Let's just say he's a chance, and obviously he's a placeholder. He's not an Alamonte placeholder. He's a 300 k so I can work myself um, around there a lot easier than you uh, Alamonte ones. Uh, Carl Pereira, he's the – most likely bottom price cheapie that looks like getting around one start. So you've you just got to have him, haven't you? Um, so that's Val Holmes, Parham, Thompson, Nickel Clocks there, Remus Smith, Talao, uh, Khan Pereira. Uh, and in my fullback, I've gone Teddy and Trevojevic. Yes, I'm happy with Trevojevic. He looks like he's tracking for round one. I think we all need to accept that we're going to have to sit guns sometimes on buys. And you, Tommy Turbo is going to have a buy in round two, and hopefully you've got four decent enough reserves that you can pick. You can't be too scared um, to pick a player because you know they're going to have a buy. Look, you can work around it. And you, people who have gone Latrell are going to have two strong playing options in round two uh, in the fullback position. I'll only have one. Um, but that's uh, you know, a price I'm willing to pay because he's cheap as chips after his season last year in limited games, and I want a slice of Tommy Trevojevic. It is not without risk. I see some people that are going with Ponga and um, Tommy Trevojevic, and they are both made of glass, and that's probably a little too risky for me. So um, that's the team as it stands now. We're going to do the team preview of team previews of the hooker position. I want to look at it in, um, you know, your gun type ones, your middies, um, and sort of your lower price ones. I want to say a couple that I'm not big on and my reasons why. Please, guys, just realize that a lot of this stuff is speculation. I have um, done a look at um, what their averages were last year, what I'm projecting for them to do this year. That's sort of a, a thing I work out based on how many minutes I think they're going to get this year and what kind of career PPM they have. Um, what, what, what Are they going into a bigger minute role, a lower minute role? Do I see their PPM improving? Um, a couple of things have gone into why I think that. And, and look, and it may, I may be wrong. These people um, could come out and absolutely prove me wrong, um, but this is where I've got them ranked, and it is my opinion um the hooker position uh let's do some analysis um your genuine guns you don't have to go any further than the name harry grant what a weapon harry you're a wizard harry um 816,500 for Harry Grant. He's at 23.5% ownership or at time of my research. I don't know if he's at that now, but um, that's really low for Harry Grant, I think. Um, there's a few cheaper options there in the hooker position this year. I like the sort of gun and midi. I think having a saving in there with uh, Brandon Smith um, sort of frees up enough money to go you know, uh, Harry Grant. Um, but there's a few premium options that you can go. Um, what do I like about um, Harry Grant is there's no cheese there. Look, Harry Grant played um, big minutes last year as well. Um, his average was 77.6, and I've projected him on his career PPM to average 82 this year. Now, that is high. Um, some people think that Harry's going to go backwards this year because they don't have as um, good a forward pack, the Melbourne Storm. There may not as been, um, be as much uh, good go forward. There's probably going to be no Pappenhausen. Um, and Harry's uh, average goes down um, considerably. Well, not considerably, but a decent amount when there's no Pappenhausen there. 
Um, look, I'm saying that Harry is all the better for um, minutes-wise with no um, cheese there. I think he'll take a leadership role in that team after all the people that they've lost. Uh, yes, I am a little worried about their go forward, but I think he's going to be a star this year. I think he's the number one hooker that you can get. Um, and, you know, he's one of the rare hookers that you can captain, um, Harry Grant. Um, that first game there against, um, uh, who have they got, the Melbourne Storm, to start? They've got a pretty soft draw from what I remember for them. They start with the Eels, reads uh, average is 69.8, so pretty much 70. Um, they play the Bulldogs in round two, he averages 84 against. Round three, it's the Gold Coast Titans, who he averages 88.7 against. Uh, and then he goes into the West Tigers. Um, so I really like the start for Harry Grant. I think he's an absolute top-tier um, hooker. Yes, he costs a fortune. Um, look, there's a lot of people um, with the emergence of Tanner Boyd who looks like a bargain option in the halfback or the hooker position are choosing who they would prefer to have out of Harry Grant or Nico Hines. I've chosen um, Harry Grant is the one I prefer to have. Hooker's one of those stressful spots where if you don't have one of these top-tier guns, and I've got three people in that category that I think you could run with, um, I kind of feel like you need to have one of them. Um, and for me, there's none better than uh, Harry Grant. Um, look, he there's, there's pros and cons. He's... Um, been healthy. He, he went last year without having too many uh, injuries. Um, he's had some hamstring ones, um, but he's he, he looks good um, most of last year, so I'm confident that he's going to be healthy this year. Um, all of the final series, there is no buys for Harry Grant. So um, the cons, uh, he, like I said, has a reduced average without Pappenhausen and his um, round 14 match, which he's going to be... Um, You'd think in the round 14 match he'd be available. It's only four days after Origin 1, which is a bit of a worry um, as well. You're going to have a decent backup. So those people with a sunny Luke or whatever in there um, might be in a bit of trouble. Um, he, so he's not going to play um, round 9, round 13, in doubt for round 14, and he's out for round 19. Um, look... I love him. Um, I've got him in my team. Number two on the list is Damian Cook, uh, 797,700. He is 2.2% ownership, which is uber pod. <laughs> Absolutely uber pod. Um, 75.2 average. Um, look, that was. He, didn't he just prove all the doubters wrong? Um, he was so good last year, um, Damian Cook, for super coach purposes. He spent a good part of the year with no um, Latrell in there as well. Um, he's projected, on my uh, view, to, uh, to get an average of 71.76. His average last year was 75.2, so I've dropped a few points off there. Um, just working out his minutes based on his career PPM, which was slightly better last year. That's why he averaged 75. I'm saying on his career PPM, I think he's going to probably be unless he re replicates the better one, um, a little bit of a tiny regression back to 71, just a tick under 72. Um, look, if it's if, if you're partial to a Damien Cook, you can go Damien Cook. I don't really get it over a Harry Grant personally, if, unless it was for pod purposes. But um, the cons for me, um, well, look, let's cover the pros. He, he's one of the rare hookers that can go 90, 100 plus. And like Harry Grant, um, he probably does 100. He goes into the hundreds more. Uh, you can captain Cook on certain uh, runs. Um, look, he not guaranteed to play Origin either. So, um, you know, the emergence of Robson uh, and Coruscant, he's not 
guaranteed to play. Wouldn't that be a bonus for your super coach? Um, his buys are late in the year, so um, that's handy as well because you've got round 16, round 20, round 26 for him. So um, you're pretty safe to start the year with him. Um, all I'll say um, in the cons um, is that he's got a hard draw to start the year. And in the case of some players, it doesn't affect their average, but his average against the Sharks, which is round one team, is 62. That's you know 13 points below his average last year. The Panthers, his average is 58. Um, and look, the Panthers are back-to-back premiers. The Roosters, his average is 53. Um, and then he goes into the Melbourne Storm, and his average against them is 52.2. All very good teams. Um, four of his fir- five, first five games are against those teams. Um, so I think that the move, if you're going for those two premiums, because um, they're similar in price, aren't they? Um, I'd probably prefer Harry Grant. Um, look, even without Pappenhausen um, and even without, um, you know, the experienced forward pack, I think, um, you know, Damien Cook has that historic um, lower scoring against those teams who he's versing in the um, early draw, which are hard teams. Uh, let's move on to the next one in the premiums um, is Reese Robson. Now, Reese Robson is a handy old saving uh, on those other two guys, particularly Harry Grant, because he costs you 678200 um, that's, you know, a good 140000 saving, which, you know, could be the difference between a Ghana and a get yourself up to a, a premium. Um, so, you know, that that is decent enough money. Um, his average last year was 65.5. I've got him projected to finish the year on a 68 average. That's a ballpark. <laughs> you know, it could be wrong. Um, but I think uh, based on his minutes... Um, he, he never he's, his PPM's like anywhere from a 0.86 to a 0.9 over the last four years. He's very consistent. Um, he's probably going to get um, you know 75 minutes, I reckon, a game. So um, based on that, I think he's going to have a, a sensational year this year, Robson. Um, and that Cowboys draw to start the year is absolutely sensational. Um, so I, I think um, he's a worthy one to put in as your. Um, top-tier gun, and with their early draw, I think he could probably be within a stone's throw of Harry Grant on averages. So, um, Harry, 77.6 last year. I think he'll probably go around there. I could see Reese Robson averaging 70 um, or even better in that early draw for the Cowboys. Um, the cons for him is that he's not like Harry Grant and Damian Cook in the big hundreds category. Um, he is not a big 100-getter. He only got uh, two scores above 90 last year. So he's he's that uber-consistent scorer. He's not the big 100-getter. Um, 678-200. I'm going to green light all three of these guys if you wanted to go. And the way I would rank them would be Harry Grant as number one. I reckon Reese Robson based on the draws. And that's the reason why Cook's in third. Uh, the reason why Robson's in second is because of the draw. And the reason why Damian Cook is in third is because of the draw. Um, look, he's he's not got buys till round 15, Robson. Uh, round 15, round 19, round 24. So you get a good stint out of him. Um, till his first buys, Harry Grant has got a buy in round nine um, so and round 13, and he's even a chance of not being there for round 14. So if you're going to anti-pod um, Harry Grant, uh, Reese Robson's probably my guy. 
Um, moving on to the middies. Um, these are your middies. Number one on the list and probably the most popular sort of uh, hooker buy for the start of the year is uh, Brandon Smith. Uh, the cheese. 53.2% ownership, so a lot of people are going this route. He's worth 478200 which is cheap as chips in the new money. Um, look, he's projected by me to get 66 points average this year um, based on his PPM. He's one of the hookers that actually has a very good PPM. Um, his PPM over the last five years has been 1.02. Now, um, the pros about him, I think he's uh, undervalued because he's obviously going to get a minutes uptick. It's as simple as that. I think it's going to be um, 65 minutes, and at his PPM, you'll score your 65. It's nice and simple because um, his minutes were 49.35 last year. He was on the nose at Melbourne Storm because obviously he signed. He was playing back row and sort of only light minutes in hooker. I think he's going to tri- I think he's looking like he's trimming down for big minutes in hooker. I think they'll probably have someone on the bench that could spell him uh, for a few minutes, but if he gets 65 minutes um, on his PPM, I think he'll get 60 points at least. He's an absolute steal. He's underpriced by 20 points. Um, look, the cons He's in a new team. Um, he was able to go for darts and have a bit of um, artistic license with the Melbourne Storm after being there for so pardon for so long. Um, is he going to be able to do that um, at the Chooks? Uh, Robbo has a different style of play, uh, and there's a lot of guns in that team as well, just like the Melbourne Storm. Um, is he the fish, the big fish in that pond over there? I don't know. Um, Turpin's probably going to be the 14, isn't he? So there's going to be 20 minutes maybe that he takes off him. So it could be 60 minutes for 60 points. Um, you know, he's he's probably, in my opinion, going to have to wheel back and play a little bit more com- no frills, if you know what I mean. So um, that's probably the only cons, but I still think he's 20 points undervalued. And it's the combo I think that is most popular is a Harry Grant into a Brandon Smith. I can get around a Reese Robson uh, and a Brandon Smith. Um, you can safely play Reese Robson, uh, you know, in the round four when uh, Brandon Smith's on the bye. Um, I think it's a decent enough combo. Um, in round nine, when you lose Harry Grant, you can play the cheese quite safely. So um, I like that as a combo, and I'm going to green light Harry Grant. I'm going to green light um, Reese Robson. I'm going to green light Brandon Smith. Um, moving on, the next one on the list in the middies is Jaden Braley. Look, he's... We're calling him a midi, but he costs you 607700 um, 0.8% ownership. Can't believe it. Um, look, his average last year was 57.8. Um, I'm projecting him this year for an average of 60 points based on minutes and uh, his career PPM. Uh, look, he's the captain of the club, isn't he? And he's going to probably play close to 80 minutes. They're probably going to go with Kurt Mann on the bench. He'll take back row, running back row sort of minutes and maybe... Spells him if he needs it. If he stays healthy, um, I think he's a big-minute hooker. Um, he'll probably play close to 80 minutes. He'll play 70-plus. Um, look, he has had a, an injury too, or two, hasn't he? So um, he's managed to stay on the field for the rest of the year once he came back last year, um, and he finished the year really strong with an average in the 70s, low 70s, 73. Um, so when he was last healthy in the... Um, start of the 2001 season. He averaged 74.2 for the first 10 games before he was injured. Um, 
So he's consistent scorer um, at a 0.74 PPM. So if he plays 70 minutes, um, you're going to see your 60 point uh, for him this year. Um, look, I think he's a little overpriced. Um, he doesn't cover you in the middle part of the season because the buys are in round 10, 14, and 19. So when you're losing other, you know, if you've got a Harry Grant or you're gone. Uh, one of these other guys you're going to lose in the middle part as well, where well, you're going to be screwed if you go Jaden Braley as your other one, which I don't think you would at 607 when somebody like um, Brandon Smith's available, who's going to average the same, um, and he's going to do it for 150000 or 130000 cheaper. So, uh, look, the pros are probably that he's going to get good minutes and he's a consistent scorer. He's not going to get you um, big, big hundreds, uh, and he's not going to cover you when you need him. Um, I think he's probably a little bit overpriced. I'd be very surprised. Well, I'm surprised at point eight to be quite honest. So I'm not going to green light Jaden Braley. It was it's a pod thing to do in a way. Like, um, but why would you go um, Jaden Braley? Would you go Jaden Braley over Reese Robson? Six hundred seventy-six. Well, you save sixty thousand. I just prefer soft draw Robson personally. Uh, and last year, the average of 57. I think it's going to be about 60 this year. I just don't um, think he's the guy. Um, moving on to Reed Marnie. He's another meaty 574,800. His ownership is 7.9%, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Um, he's gone to a new team. And look, the Parramatta Eels were in the grand final last year. And he's gone to a resurgent dogs. But you can't say that it's a jump up, surely. Um, his average last year was 546 he had a, his average minutes was 76.9. So I, I kind of, when I saw the average, I was like, was he only getting 60 minutes? No, he was getting 76.9 minutes. Um, and I'm projecting him to average 60.8 this year. And that's assuming that he's play 80 minutes. We don't even know if he's going to play 80 there. I think he's got the capacity to probably play if his um, body stays healthy. Uh, and it depends how they've got their bench makeup. But um, look, I'm predicting him for a 60 average this year and at 574,800, just go the cheese. Just go the cheese. Or go, if you really want to save extra money, I think that um, Tanner Boyd, a goal-kicking half, is going to average 60 as well. And he's going to do it for 300,000. Save yourself a couple of hundred thousand. I'm not going to green light Jaden Braley or Reed Marnie. Um, moving on to um, another midi in Sam Verrill's former Roosters hooker. Had a wretched run of injury. He's only played 30 games, 33 games in the last three years. Um, that's only a tick ahead of Tommy Turbo, who's you know got uh, got a 15 game Delhi M year and then a couple of sevens on either side. So he's in he's in the wars. Sam Verrill's um, in the last few years. He's 551,700. He's 0.9% ownership as well. Um, his average in uh, 2022 is 52, and I've got him projected down um, this year at 48. When I did record the first one where the we had the audio ish, uh, issues, um, Nathan disagreed with me on Verrills and said he's going to get a minutes uptick this year. Um, look, and he, the, he pointed out that in 70-minute games, he averaged 68, um, which, you know, you've got to hope that he gets big minutes uh, here at the Titans. I think they're going to go in um, with uh, Campbell, Jaden Campbell on the bench. So, you know, the question is, is does he play 80 minutes? <laughs> because they've got no hooker on the bench. Well, you know, they've got a fullback on the bench. Um, could they move him to fullback, Brimson to the halves, and get Tanner Boyd into hooker? You know that Aaron Clark could also spell in hooker as well. Uh, I just don't think that Sam Verrills can play 80 minutes. Although... 
Um, and especially with the, the way that his body's been, uh, I know one was an eye issue, uh, his injuries, but I just think um, he is not somebody that I would be going with 551,000. I think that the cheese is better. Um, look, there's a lot of risks, I think, if you, if you did go him, because I don't think he's going to score better than the cheese, who's cheaper. I don't think he's going to score better than Tanner Boyd, who's like 200K cheaper. So, uh, look, Sam Verrills is not for me. Um, if he played 70, well, we saw when he played 70 minutes, he averaged 68. Um, if you think that they're going to start and then with the first 10 games, he's going to play 70 minutes... Uh, because they don't actually really have a hooker on the bench. They've got two reserve hookers on field. If you think he's going to play big minutes, if you think he's going to play 70-plus, go for it if you're a pod hunter, but he's not for me. Um, A guy here who tweaks a little bit of interest in me is Aaron Clark, 494,500. So he is pretty decent value. He's the same sort of price as Luke Garner. Um, He's got a nice handy Julian Hooker in second row forward. Uh, He's 1.9% ownership. We saw him go from Hooker into uh, lock forward last year, and he showed a bit more promise in the lock role. I'm tipping him to start there this year. Um, his 2022 average was 47, um, and he had a 59.95-minute uh, um, average in uh, 2022. I'm projecting him to average, well... Oh, Look, look. If he's if he if he ups the average to a one, which is more sort of like back row type stuff, and he's getting sixty five minutes, you're going to get sixty five points out of him this year. Uh, that's where I'm sort of seeing him for this year. Sixty five. I, I reckon he might play forty at the, in the thirteen, and then he might go and spell you know, uh, Verrills each side of half time or something in the hooker position, maybe. Um, but I still think there's 65 there. I'm worried about the coach and whether he goes and puts Tino again back into the 13. And Aaron Clark's not someone I'm willing to take a risk on because, you know, his PPM, uh, where is he? Where have I got him in here? His, his PPM is not normally that good. It's 0.75. Um, so you're, you know, I'm, I'm he's 0.77, sorry. Um, you're expecting his, uh, to have a, 0.23 of a jump in his PPM in order to get that 65. If he goes at his PPM of last year, we've got to admit it was as a utility and there was some hooker minutes in there. Um, you know, he's only going to average 50, which is not enough. You are taking a punt that the things are better and the PPM is better and he's going to get good minutes in the 13. That's a bit of speculation, but it just may pay off because if it's 65 minutes and he gets that PPM up to a more back row type PPM of one, it could be some value there for 65. Um, you know, Luke Garner's the same price. You reckon he'll get to 60? I just reckon Luke Garner will, in that Penrith Panthers team, even in tries, you know, he'll just get to a 60 average real easy, whereas you've got to expect a few things here for Clark. That is an improvement in PPM, and you've got to expect, um, you know, better minutes because it was 59 minutes last year. You're wanting to get at least another six minutes or so on top of that to make it worthwhile. I see people are taking a punt, uh, but not many of them. Uh, 1.9. I'm going to amber him. I'm not going to green light him. I'm going to amber him. Um, but I don't hate it uh, As if you're a pod hunter. 
Uh, moving on, the last in the middies is Jacob Little. Um, we we did some study, the Whisperer and I, on him, and he surprised us just a tad, Jacob Little. Um, 467,200. So he's in the ballpark there of Aaron Clark. He's at 0.3% um, ownership. He's gone off to the Dragons. Um, and his average last year was 44.4. I'm predicting an average um, this year of 57 based on his uh, career PPM and the minutes we're expecting him to have. Um, look, when he plays 70-plus minutes, he averages 63.2. Um, and he's, uh, P -P when he plays the big minutes, his PPM goes up. Um, so his PPM's like a 0.84 when he um, gets up to those bigger minutes. Uh, and he's covering the middle part of the season because they have their buy early in round one. Their second buy is in round 16. So feasibly, um, in the same mold as the as the cheese, you could have him in your backup position to a Harry Grant. He'll cover you over those middle rounds. Um, look, with him, it's all about the minutes because he looks like a viable option if he gets um, big minutes, who are they going to have on the bench over there? They're probably going to have an M by or someone who can spell him. So I don't think he's going to be an 80-minute hooker. And look, his body has been, um, he's had one of those horrible you know, run of injuries. Um, look, if he can uh, get big minutes, um, you know, he, he could average 60-plus to start the year if he gets good um, minutes. Um, but we have to, there's a lot of guesswork in that because you're, you're not going to get him for the round one. He's going to be on the bye. Um, they will always have someone who can spell him in hooker off the bench. He's someone that I'll probably have a look at. And, you know, stranger things have happened. Like maybe when Cheese fattens or something like that, Little might have been down at a lower price. You could downgrade to him. I'm going to put him in a oh, just amber, in my opinion. He's not as good an amber as Aaron Clark. Who's this? I probably prefer Clark. I think, uh, in the running sort of back rower, um, you know, on a better team than the uh, the Dragons. Dragons fans will probably argue with me on that compared to the Titans. But, um, look, I just think he needs the minutes, 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 and it's Hook, who's an absolute lunatic. You, you'll start with Jacob Little and go, I'm going to go pod hunting. I'm going to start with Jacob Little. In round two, you'll find out that M buys the bloody <laughs> Hooker. <laughs> you know, because he's, oh, mate, Hook's gone mad, and he's going to probably be the first coach sacked. Um, now, let's go over to the near cheapies. Um, you've got Josh Hodgson. I'm a Canberra Raiders fan. I've got a lot of love for Josh Hodgson. Um, he's off to the Parramatta Eels. He's had a wretched run. He's had back-to-back -back ACLs. 385,600. You know, I just cannot believe it. Where's the sound effect, Ado? Are you for real? I, well, I haven't even... You wait till you hear it, Ado. 12.8%. Uh, are you for real? Yes, I am for real. He's 12.8% owned. Why the hell are people owning Josh Hodgson? 385000 I'll tell you what. At that price point, Tanner Boyd's going to average 60-plus with the goal kicking. Even in his absolute best year uh, in 2021, well, it was a good year for you know, for the for him for minutes-wise. He got 75.2 minutes average. He averaged 52.4. Um, Josh Hodgson, he just isn't... Whilst he's a good hooker, he's just never sort of translated to being an absolute weapon of super coach. Um, I'm projecting him to get 70 minutes. So it's not going to be that 75.2 because I just don't think his body's up to it. He'll be, at best, he'll get 70 minutes. And at his career PPM, it's going to be a projected um, 49 um, for Josh Hodgson this year. He just is not super coach relevant, unfortunately. Look, the pros for him is his price is really nice. Um, he's a midi, uh, and he, he's going into a grand final team of last year. Uh, 
if he gets the 75 minutes, he'll be low 50s. Um, and if he gets his career best PPM, um, he'll average 61.25 if he gets 75 minutes. So you're going to need career bests on minutes and PPM for him to average low 60s. He's an absolute avoid for me. Uh, look, he's got back-to-back ACLs. He's come over. He's getting old. Um, you know, Boyd and uh, and the cheese. That's, that's your guys. So I'm going to have to red light um, on Josh Hodgson. 12%. Get him off to De- to Boyd or get him to... Uh, I mean, Sonny Luke will probably average... And if he's bottom price cheapy, will average the same, uh, if not better. You can't go Josh Hodgson. Um, the next one on the list, Tanner Boyd, he costs the same, 384600 He looks like he's going to jag the start for the Titans in the seven. He's going to have David Fafita beside him, who they've he's played with for most of his career. So maybe there's a, even just some average passes that look like a try assist because Dave runs over a couple of people. Um, his average in 2022 was 36.6. I reckon there's he's 25 points unders because... He was a utility last year. He's going to play 80 minutes and he's going to kick goals. I've projected that he's going to um, average 60 this year based on his career average. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 65, to be honest. But conservatively, um, it's a 60 and he is way underpriced. Uh, and, you know, he is uh, available in hooker or in the halfback position, which is quite um, it's quite a, a useful thing for people in team. You can choose... Yeah, you're going to have to drop a Hines or you're going to have to drop um, a hooker, you know, that you may not want to drop. Um, you know, Brandon Smith prevents, presents value and Harry Grant's an absolute gun or Robson. Are you going to drop one of those for Tanner Boyd? Maybe. Maybe that money just... Uh, look, he's probably going to average the same as Cheese and he's cheaper than Cheese. So, you know, uh, I see some... I see some Oh, I see some merit in it, um, but look, they're both value. I, I get, I'm getting some value from Cheese in uh, Hooker, and I'm getting some value from Tanner Boyd in Halfback. Um, look, he's a goal kicker inside of Fafita, and their team can put up points. Um, look, he's he's so undervalued, and I think he could be nearby of the year. I feel like I need to have a slice of him uh, if he gets the start. Now, the cons, there is a Sexton lurking. They have got a fullback on the bench, so you'd hate, like, after 20 minutes, they go and put, um, you know, put, put the young fella on, the fullback on, and put Brimson into the halves and then chuck, um, you know, uh, Boyd back to hooker, you know, the bench or something. Um, you're wanting to be playing and kicking goals in the halves. You're wanting to play seventy, uh, play 80 minutes. Um, he's in my team at the moment. Um, he's just got a lunatic coach um, and you never know. We could just get to round one TLT and it's all different to what they've hinted in the preseason. Um, and you'll always have that as a little worry in the background that, you know, a couple of bad games from Boyd uh, and he could be out and Sexton could be in. So and the wall they can have Brimson back up to the halves and Boyd back to the fourteen roll. You know that's the kind of boat that coaches in. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm just mildly worried. But I think compared to options like Josh Hodgson, Jacob Little, you know, I think even next to uh, Aaron Clark, I think Tanner Boyd looks like um, the better option. He's at fourteen point two percent ownership now. I'm one of those, um, and I'm going to green light Tanner Boyd. Um, Jaden Sullivan, uh, he is another midi or, or near cheapy, um, three hundred nineteen thousand two hundred. He's three point two percent ownership. Um, he is under an injury cloud for round two. It is uh, with a hamstring. Um, 
Look, he is 5'8 and hooker, which is an interesting and handy jewel. He's at 3.2% ownership currently. Um, the 2022 average was 30.3. It was only a 40.66 um, minutes. Based on that, if he gets 80 minutes at his career PPM, which might drop a little bit if he's going from hooker up to half. I don't know. Um, but it's 58.4 is the projected. Uh, maybe if he ups it or he gets 80-minute games or he gets some confidence in first grade, he might do better. Um, and there is some value there, definitely at 319,000 if he averages 58.4. He's obviously got the buy in round one, and then the next one comes in round 16. He's also got one in round 20. Um, look, he's cheap because of the minutes. Um, there was only 40.66, so um, sometimes that's where you, can, where you can find value. Tanner Boyd's going to get extra minutes to do his work this year. Um, so is the cheese, probably, based on what he did last year. And Jaden Sullivan will as well. Uh, I am worried about the it's hammies that is the, is the trouble. I don't think he's going to be there for the charity shield. You are going to go into that round one sight unseen. If you say, well, I want to take a punt on uh, Jaden Sullivan... Uh, and then round two comes and coach, who's also under huge pressure, says Mbai is going to be our number nine. You'll be screwed. <laughs> so, um, look, he is uh, not for me this year. He's 3.2% owned. Just the injury worries. Um, you know, if he was full health, I reckon I would amber him. I'm going to still amber him. He's in, he's in amber. Uh, yeah, look, you know, who knows what Hook's going to do, but he's, he's an amber because he's good value and based on, um, you know, he's a bit of a work. He's got, got not, not a bad PPM. You know, he's playing full games there. You know, I could see him making a couple of hundred thousand. Uh, Mitch Kenny, 310,200. He's 11% ownership. Um, I've got to say, I don't fully agree with this one. 45 was his average in 2023. Now, it'd all be good, um, for Kenny if we were expecting a minutes uptick this year, but we've heard um, whispers, and thanks to the old uh, beers and break-evens or whatever, it was the Playbook podcast with Tommy Sangster on there. They're hearing that Mitch Kenny's going to take the sting out of the game for 20 minutes or so, and then Sonny Luke's going to come on and play 50 minutes. Maybe Kenny gets some sort of back row runner type minutes. I think there's probably only 30 or 40 minutes there for Kenny instead of sort of 60 which would make him a good prospect. So I'm only projecting him to you know, average 40 this year um, on those minutes. If we look at his career PPM, by it's actually no different than last year. You know, Coruscant got the bulk of the minutes, and I think that Sonny Luke is going to get the bulk of the minutes, and Kenny's going to be much lower than we thought he would be. He's going to be the take the sting out of the game, like Wolford, and then Starling comes on. Um, I think Mitch Kenny's going to take the sting out of the game. He, he, he would be a midi that I'd be interested in, I guess, if I thought he was going to get 60 minutes. I think it's more like 40 minutes. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's look, he's, um, you know, yeah, he's, his PPM stinks. You know, he's, he's got a PPM of 6.65, um, and he's not going to play anything close to the minutes we need, so I'm going to put a red line for him. And that's... Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to do that and say that on a podcast when it's 11% ownership. I, I hope that those 11 point, uh, 11% ownership thought, you know, he's going to be on for 60 minutes. Well, I'm just letting you know that the whispers we're hearing is going to be more like 40, and I'm sure that that ownership should be dropping at a rate of knots. Um, another mini Danny Levi. We've heard he's going to start in the nine for the Canberra Raiders. Are you for real? 
Uh, he's come out of the clouds. We were doing Wolford and um, Starling last year. Look, I, that's the whispers. Um, he's 329,700. He's 0.5% ownership to 2020 average because that's the last time he was here with 41. Um, look, I've projected him to get uh, 33 this year because there's going to be a minute share. It's not going to be enough minutes for either him or Starling as the bench hooker. Um, and I don't think that he's the go for you. Um, look, it'll be interesting to see what he can do in a good team. That's a pro. Um, if he was to get, say, 50 minutes, 55 minutes, uh, you know, you could maybe contemplate that in a good team that he's going to do um, a fairly good job. But I think he's going to be... Um, there's one on the bench that's going to get at least 30 to 40 minutes, and I think that that means you you can't touch a Danny Levi or um, a Tom Starling this year. So... There you go. I'm not predicting good things from Kenny. So, I mean, from uh, Kenny or Danny Levi. Uh, look, I've got a couple of avoids in there. Um, Happy Coruscant. It's probably harsh, Ado. Um, 666,200. He's 5.2% ownership, uh, Appy Coruscant. Uh, the average in 2022 was 63.3 at the Penrith Panthers. I'm projecting him to average 60 this year. Uh, he's got a buy in round seven, round 13, round 17. Uh, look, he was very good um, last year for those Penrith Panthers, and he's probably going to get very good minutes there in that Tigers team. He's a very creative half. Um, so, um, you know, there could be a time actually for Appy this year. I just reckon um, there's too much, just too many value picks there. I reckon he's probably going to start slower and then finish harder. And while I'm predict, predicting very similar um, sort of average for him, I think it might be slower at the start and bigger at the end. And hopefully you can pick him up at a discount. And maybe he's a run home guy for you. Uh, but I just wouldn't start him at the 666,000. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's the same. It's a, right in the ballpark of Reese Robson. I prefer Reese Robson with the Cowboys' easy, delicious start. Um, nah, look, I'm not going to start with him personally myself. 5.2% is higher than I thought. People are probably thinking that he was a, uh, you know, a, a small fish in that Penrith pond. That he's going to be a big fish in that um, Tigers pond. And based on that, you know, maybe you think that Appy is actually like a top tier. Um, you think he could be a 65 average. You think there might be more for him this year. I think he could actually, at a point this year, he might, once the team's up and running and they're all used to combinations, Appy's, you know, got his, you know, knows his style of playing. And I really think, you know, he could strike up a great partnership with the likes of Dewey and Bateman and IPAP close to the line. I don't hate it. I'm going to amber him. I'm going to hamper him. I, I said avoid like the plague. No, I'll, I think um, not for the start of the year. I think wait till they're up and running. Have a look at him. Hopefully the price comes down a little bit. Nappy could be the guy for you. Jeremy Marshall King, um, he's off to the Dolphins. 610700 It's a pretty penny to pay for Jeremy Marshall King. He actually had a really good year last year. 0.8% ownership. Just get Robson. Um his 2022 average was 58, um, and that was in 70-minute uh, games, 70.5. I've projected him to um, get to 52.5 this year, so I'm saying a little bit of a regression uh, over into that Dolphins team. They're going to have a hooker on the bench. You know, it's going to be um, – you've got Race, though, there who can play hooker. You've got Nick Ariba who can play hooker. I'm sure he's going to get spelled at hooker and not actually play this – well, he might play – let's assume he plays 70 minutes at his career PPM. Um, you know, he's going to average 52.5. Um, 
that was his career year last year, and he averaged 52. So I just don't see too much for him there. Um, look, if you think that he's going to actually get better because he's getting better every year uh, and he's going to do good things in that Dolphins team, 610 is a lot to pay for a lot of what-ifs. I mean, career best year at 52 uh, is not for me. Um, look, you know, if, if you say, look, let's just say he average, he ups that PPM, you know, to a 0.85 and he plays 70 minutes, you'll get 60 average out of him. Let's say he gets it up to 0.9. You know, there you're starting to get around good areas, but no, nah, he's an avoid for me uh, going to the Dolphins team. And last year was a career year and it wasn't even good enough to spend uh, 610700 the cheapie, um, there's one in there that sort of sticks out to me, and that is Sonny Luke. 234,800. He is owned by 6.2%. The average last year was 19.3. Now, I've got him sort of a bit more like the Mitch Kenny um, average, what we thought he'd be. I think if, if he gets 50, 50 to 60 minutes, he'll average you 50 points, maybe 45, 50 points this year. He's got a buy in round three. He's got a buy in round 13 and a buy in round 19. Kenny uh, takes the sting out of the game for 20 minutes and then he comes on and plays 50. He's going to be um, a cheapie that bubbles away and makes, makes money. Um, look, if you go with Grant and Cheese, for instance, or Robson and, and Grant, Cook and Cheese, you're probably not going to have to do a trade in hooker all year. If you grab Sonny Luke, you're going to have to trade him out and you're probably only going to be able to get him to a midi or a sort of semi-gun. And then, you know, that one's going to up... You're going to have to make another trade to get him up to your run-home gun. Uh, so it's not for me, um, because I think I'd rather spend a couple of hundred thousand to get to the cheese, or I'd rather spend a hundred thousand and go with Boyd. I think he'll probably get there just as quick. Um, but that hundred thousand could be handy in your team. And I'm not going to... I'm going to green light him as a cheapie, because he is going to be a good uh, cheapie. Um, the fears I have for him is that it's going to be a bit like Randall of last year, and, and that's what Nathan said when we had our first run of this podcast. Uh, 50 minutes, averaging 45. He's going to be a much, much slower burn than you think, Ado. Um, just get yourself up to cheese or go to Boyd. Um, but, yeah, look, you get a sunny Luke, and if it's a difference between you going with, um, you know, a Hughes and you can get yourself to Hines now, or if you had a you know, a Perum and you can get yourself up to a total. I really think that there's some merit in it. You, you, you know, you're probably not even going to have to play him unless, you know, you've got a, a uh, Harry Grant and when Harry's on the buys and yeah, that may worry you too much, but at 234,000, which is all but bottom dollar, you, you know, he's actually going to average 44. You play him in your, when your Harry's on a, on a buy and you score your 45, you can have a hell of a lot worse. And if you are going to go gun and cheapy, Sonny Luke looks, looks like the guy. Um, to go in the cheap area um, in your hooker position. Uh, and look, the chat is that it's going to be Kenny that's taking the sting out of the game. There's 50 minutes, maybe more, 50 to 60 minutes. If it's 60 minutes, Sonny Luke should do good things and he should go at a decent enough clip in making money for you to upgrade him uh, when the time is right. That's hookers. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully, we uh, Nathan and I are working on our sound things. I think we're going to go for some wide he headphones or something. And we'll get the, the dropouts out of it. Um, we're going to do front row and second row forward in the next podcast. It's going to be a good one. Uh, hopefully, remember, it's just my opinion. I'm not anti uh, Appy Coruscant, okay? Um, I love Appy just like you. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not Jeremy. I like Jeremy Marshall King, uh, you know, but... I'm just looking at it, in my opinion, based on what they've done, what their career PPM is, what I think their minutes are going to be. And there is a bit of guesswork in that. 
I don't know. We could come out in round one and that could, it could be totally different to what we th- um, all the mail has said and what we think there's they're going to be. You know, Hook could just go and start with him by in round two for all we know and it's all just a bunch of nonsense what we've talked about. So take it with a grain of salt. This is just... Hopefully it's got you thinking about your hooker position and the ones that I've green-lighted and ambered, the ones I don't like. Uh, and if it helps you make selections in your hooker position, then I've done my job. So thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll talk again soon, eh? Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle.